welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I want to dive into a topic on resilience, and the reason I've chosen this topic, and I'm going to have a few shares before I have a special guest. The reason I want you guys 
to tackle this resilience is because I, I just led a mastermind retreat out in, uh, out in Scottsdale uh, this past weekend for authors, thought leaders, uh, podcasters, etc. So, and what I've found is, man, we were, myself included, we were, there's a lot of us that were worn down that, you know, the pivots, the changes, uh, things that once worked, like one of my clients, she, you know, was used to getting almost all of her clients from Instagram. Well, her engagement dropped by 67% in the last, uh, you know, 90 days. So things are pivoting, things are changing. So I'm curious, like, um, as we look at today and we look at the rest of the year, you know, sometimes there's, there's victory in just surviving to fight another day. There's, uh, there's victory in just having that resilient mindset and spirit. I mean, I know so many of you are battling through different things, right? And, and it's also, you know, the cool thing, when 2008 happened, I was in the real estate game. I was an investor and I was a realtor. And I saw, leading up to it, I saw about half of real estate agents get out of the game during 2008. And I, I went through like the, the Great Recession for that first year. And honestly, I made about the same amount of money I made the year before. I did pretty well. Um, but it was hard and it was shifting. The ground was shifting beneath my feet. Just like the ground is shifting beneath our feet right now in so many regards, right? Hey, and, Michael, to feed yeah. edge, just to let yeah. you know that the, it's crackling a bit. I don't know if you've got headphones in. That are uh, yeah, yes. Thanks for, yep, thank you for, uh, yeah, I got my headphones on and it's bouncing again. On my pullover. We'll try that. Okay, hopefully this is better. Let me know, guys, if I'm screwing up again on that. Um, all right, so 2008, just by making it through in the real estate game, just surviving, staying in the game, but constantly adapting and pivoting. By the time I got out of it, by the time the next year uh, happened, 2009 um, and 2010, I, like, I became a dominant player in my niche, in my neighborhoods that I served because I had survived, okay? So I want, want you guys to chat for a sec. I want, want to, from the moderators and the speakers, um, I want to also have, have a few shares. Like, and if you look at Tom Brady, I just finished watching his Man in the Arena series. Uh, guess what? You know, he was so freaking resilient in the ups and the downs. Um, and then he also had a mindset. You know, if you look at the obstacles that we're going to face, obstacles that you already faced, um, having that mindset and that decision to be resilient before it happens, right? Jordan, Michael Jordan, for example, he saw the shots he took before he took them, right? And he saw also that he was going to have setbacks and trials, but he had already made the decision. I'm a fighter. I'm an overcomer, right? So I want you guys, I want to take a moment to visualize and to start seeing how you are going to be an overcomer and be resilient in today's changing world. And one of the things I want to do to start us off is I want a, I want a handful of shares, four or five, six, ten shares, um, that start with also, I'm grateful to myself. And here's why. We just did, uh, do this gratitude and greatness exercise at my retreat. Because most of us are not grateful to ourselves. 
We don't think about how I'm grateful to myself, right, for what we've already overcome. Because if we go back and we realize what we've already overcome, guess what? That gives us confidence for the future. So I want us to take a moment right now. Just take a pause and ask yourself, what are you grateful to yourself for? And now what I want you to do, I want a handful of shares. I'm, uh, flash your mic. If you want to just answer that question, I am grateful to myself for, and just answer the question. And we'll popcorn around the stage. And raise your hand if you're in the audience and you want to share. I'm going to bring some people up. All right, Mario, I see you first, my friend. Go ahead. And Monica, you're on deck. Good morning. This is Mario. Uh, for me, I'm just, to myself, of the perseverance of, you know, all the hardships and stuff that keep coming up through life. And, you know, where it makes it very difficult, you know, to keep going. But just the will and just drive to just really just keep pushing forward and just not giving up. So I'm very happy with myself about that. Thanks. Well, uh, Monica, you're on deck. What's up? What are you Good grateful morning. to yourself for? I am grateful to myself for always choosing my attitude. That's good. Who would like to go next? Flash your mic. This is Mary Lynn. David. Yes, go ahead. Mary Lynn and then Dave. I think I heard David to it. Um, I was just going to say, I'm thankful for my sense of humor. Um, it keeps my soul light at times. Beautiful. Love that. David, what about you, brother? Uh, man, I'm grateful for myself. I've just taken phenomenal care of my body since I was a kid. I started working out at 17 and just been into health and nutrition, and I'm just super grateful for my health, man. That's good. Who else would like to share? Pastor Mike, especially if you guys want to hear a few shares around resilience, how you've defied the odds, how you've overcome the setbacks and the trials and the tribulations and the storms of life. But yes, who is that? Who's next? I'm grateful. Jackie. I'm grateful for myself that I have not allowed my past and the way I was brought up and the lack of things that we had to dictate my present and my future. I'm thankful for that. Love that. Beautiful. What else? Hi, hey. oh, I love this topic, Michael. Resiliency. Um, for me, I'm grateful for, um, everything I've been through, the good, the bad, the indifferent, because it is who I am today. And resiliency, I didn't really understand that word until recently, but I dealt with a lot of adversities before it was the age of 12, where I lost uh, my mom and my dad. My mom gained wings and my dad gained handcuffs. And so resiliency is just, it's just what I knew how to survive. And just, there was no other choice. I just always thought that there was something greater. And um, if I could add, what I did last year is I wrote down all the things I overcome in life, like a life resume versus a work resume. And it's really helped me to stay tuned to the ad adversities and to continue forward because I've already championed past all those things in the past. Thank you for this topic. Love that. Beautiful share. What else? A couple more. Hey, this is Otis. Um, thank you so much for bringing up this topic resiliency i feel like everyone needs to hear this um, but in regards to the the voice that's in our heads that tells us to give up you know to say like you know it's all right you can hit that alarm clock and go back to sleep but 
Uh, I'm grateful for my ability to turn that down or shut it off and say, no, I got I got a bigger dream than mine. And I, I have to get up. That's great, Otis. 100% my man. Yes, uh, do I see yeah. uh, Dr. Good yes. morning, good morning. Thank you so much for this segment. I always love your segments. I'm grateful for um, a praying mother. I'm grateful for having people around me who truly help me stand even when I'm not able to stand for myself. It's so important for everyone to be surrounded by the right circle of people because when you fall, you definitely do not want to fall by yourself. You want to have people who are going to catch you, whether they're going to pray for you, hold you up, encourage you, smack you in the face back to your right mind to do, you know, to think critically and logically. So that's what I'm grateful for, a good network of friends and family. Thank you so much. My name is Dr. O. I'm done speaking. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. O. Love that share. Who else? One more share. If you David, want to share. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Go ahead, my friend. I'm, I'm grateful for Breakfast with Champions and everyone that's in this room for all of the shares that have happened since I've been on the app. Uh, in May and just meeting people that I never would have met in my normal life. I also am very grateful. I'm, oh, I'm tearing up. I'm so grateful for Miss Renee Noor and all that she pours into everyone that she meets. I think she's an incredible human being and she's so selfless. And I'm so glad that God brought her into my life. This is Linnell. I'll go ahead and mute myself. Love that. All right. Beautiful, guys. Oh, my God. Renee, do you want to share something real quick? I know, Michael. You know, great morning. Great morning, Breakfast with Champions. I'll say that first and foremost, you know, just hearing the voices every day, every week, it's just like powerful, very powerful. And everyone has had an amazing um, segment. And I'm just so thankful for everyone who keeps pouring into each other. Glenn Lundy, oh, I hope he knows just how remarkable he is. Because of him, we are all better people every day. And Linnell, mm, thank you, my beautiful friend. I love you. I love each and every last one of you all and anyone. You know, anything that I can do to keep helping you stay on track or just keep pushing you forward, please, I'm available. Michael, I look forward to connecting with you later on as well. Uh, thanks, Thank Renee. You You're so welcome. All right, guys. Uh, I want to take us into our interview this morning. Occasionally, I'm going to bring in some special guests, some renowned or remarkable individuals. And this lady is a dear friend, and she's an absolute gem of a human being. But she was also a dancer, a dancer for MC Hammer. So I'm going to play that song that she was appear, appearing in back in the 80s. I think it was the 80s, Amberly? 1990. <laughs> 1990. All right, here we go. All right, you guys, anyone love that song? Flash your mic if you love that song back in the day. I loved it. I know those moves. I'm so happy to hear from her. I have those pants. I have those pants. 
<laughs> there we go. How about that? All right. Well, my my up. friend, what's that? You crack me up. I am just laughing so hard over here. <laughs> well, my friend Amberly Lago, guys. So she's she's a renowned uh, motivational speaker because uh, she was a top dancer, fitness uh, fitness pro, and then she had a horrific motorcycle accident where she was left to rebuild her life and rebuild her leg, nearly losing a leg, 34 surgeries later. Uh, I guess it was like $2.5 million in medical bills, right? Something like that. Fine, um, but who's counting? Two, <laughs> exactly. And so she knows a thing or two about resilience. And part of the reason I want to plant the seeds here is we just don't know what's going to happen in the world order, right? And we are... You look at the economic side of things, and hey, we've we've overcome uh, a few things, but we've also printed a lot of money, and we don't like the, we're playing a new territory, and uh, we're also overdue for a recession. Um, so I just want to plant that seed. We're 12 years recessions typically run in eight to 10 year cycles, um, and so we're a little bit overdue. Um, I know we had a brief one in 2020, but that was really just because of the shutdown. So, um, but I want us to build that spirit of resilience because that's what champions have. And, and Glenn's done such a good job with this breakfast, breakfast with champions. So Amberly, I'm curious, what did you, what did it feel like to be on one of the hottest music videos and hottest songs of the nineties at the beginning of the nineties? What did that feel like? And how did that happen? Give us the backstory of that. Oh my goodness. Well, good morning, everyone. I loved hearing um, what people were grateful for. And I love seeing so many of my friends and, and Mike, thank you, Mike, thank you so much for, for bringing me up. And, you know, I moved from a small town in Texas to go dance in Hollywood and make it as a professional dancer. And I had so many people, well, I, I think, all people actually that were like, you're crazy. You're never going to make it. Um, I'd saved up $1,200 from four jobs that I was working. And I packed up my little Suzuki Samurai that I'd bought and drove out from Texas to Hollywood. And, you know, a month later I had gone to this cattle call for an MC hammer video. And when they told me that I actually booked the job, I thought, oh my gosh, I've made it. My dreams have come true. We did a 23-hour shoot straight through, um, and I was in heaven. I was like, this is joy. This is getting to do the thing that I love and getting to dance and, and getting paid for it was it, it was, I was on top of the world. Um, and But when you were speaking of resilience, being a professional dancer, um, I think being an entrepreneur, it does take a lot of resilience. And every failure, every time I got cut from an audition, every job that I didn't get, every time I was, you know, eating ramen soup or or what and crackers or whatever I could afford to eat at the time, um, I just focused on, you know, my why, why I was doing it to get through those hard times. And every single time I got a rejection, I learned to reframe that to this is just one step closer to the next yes. Um, because it was harsh being told, you know, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too muscular, you're too tall, 
you're too brunette, you're too whatever it was. Um, I really had to develop my own inner knowing of who I was and really have a crystal clear vision for myself. And I think it's important with everything that we do is to really have a vision for yourself. Not everybody's going to understand that vision or believe in your vision, but if you believe in yourself and you believe in that vision, then you're going to be able to get through those dark valleys and those challenges and that adversity and keep moving forward. Love that. Love that. And I'm curious, when did you start developing like that strong mindset? What, where did this start for you? You know what? I think I've, I was always kind of the underdog, you know, I had an older brother who used to beat the crap out of me and we've since made up, but it taught me to be tough physically. And, um, I was sexually abused and emotionally abused, um, by my stepfather and it's age eight or nine and it really taught me that I was going to have to take care of myself. And luckily I did have this outlet of running track and dancing and I had great mentors. And I think it's so important in our lives and especially in our kids' lives, if you've got kids to, for them to have an outlet, but also for them to have mentors. You know, I had my default, I think, was to do something that made me feel good. So luckily that was not to numb out on, you know, drugs or alcohol that, that came much later in life. <laughs> but my default was to do something that made me feel good, that empowered me. And so I became this straight A student. Um, I became the fastest runner on the track team. I set a record in the state of Texas for the fastest mile. I worked harder than any other dancer at the, because I wasn't a very good dancer. I had to work harder. I had to take more ballet classes. I had to take more jazz classes, modern classes. And so I learned, and Angela Duckworth has said this, that, you know, grit is gonna really truly lead you to more success than talent ever will and i i don't know if i believe in talent i believe that your hard work puts you where your blessings can find you but i think that having a great coach that taught me mindset having a great dance instructor that also was a good example for that mindset and then also maybe i'm just stubborn and you know i think when you tell a woman or a young girl or anybody that they can't do anything. Well, that's the first thing they're going to do for me. It was anyway. So I kind of like a challenge and I like, um, when somebody's like, Oh, you'll never be able to do that. I'm like, Oh, really watch me. So I think it's how we look at those moments again, knowing, knowing your truth and knowing what sets your heart on fire and listening to your gut and trusting your gut. Um, and surrounding yourself, someone else earlier had said that they were grateful for this room and grateful for the community here. And I am too. I mean, I've been in Breakfast of Champions before and the, the, the people, all of you that come in this room are just so passionate and heart centered. And I think it's so important to be surrounded by people 
that are passionate and like-minded and that are going to lift you up. And so I would say, um, yeah, it's important to have that self-belief, but it's also so important to surround yourself with people who believe in you too. You know, it's interesting you say that. We, uh, at my mastermind retreat, uh, I can't remember if I connected you with Dr. Taryn, but, but she's one of the top experts in the world at resilience from the academic and research side. Yes, actually one of my good friends. Good. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Right. All right. Perfect. Um, I might have her in one of the breakfast with champion segments uh, before long as well. But, you know, she talks a lot about, um, man, you're one of the first things you need is to make it through those tough battles in life. You almost you need that that sense of belonging and that relational support. Um, and that also is predicated by the power of vulnerability. Um, so I, I'm curious, I'd like to go into you know, that dark moment, that crisis moment of your life. I know there's probably been more than one, but, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, the motorcycle accident where you're driving down the highway in your Harley and you get sideswiped by an SUV. Tell us, tell us uh, your love of motorcycles. And I'm also curious if, uh, if you still ride, but what, what went through your mind as, you're, as you awaken and realize what just happened or, or give us, give us some details around what happened and, and what you learned through that experience as well. Well, thank you. Yeah. I still love motorcycles. I, after that one was smashed, it was my second motorcycle. I was like, okay, I think that's enough. My husband still has his Texas chopper, but I have not ridden. I just don't want to take the risk. It's not worth it to me. You know, like you said earlier, life can change so quick in the blink of an eye, our whole life can change. And I remember for the longest time, I couldn't even close my eyes because every time I would close my eyes, I would relive that moment, seeing that SUV coming flying into me. And I remember every detail of the accident, every moment. And it's interesting to think, you know, back when it happened, you know, I was hit, I was sliding on my back across Ventura Boulevard. I was thrown about 30 feet. And when I came to a stop, you know, it's crazy what you think. I looked down at my leg and it was crumbled into pieces. There was just, there was blood everywhere. And one of my first thoughts was, oh gosh, this can't be good. I'm going to have to, you know, train clients on crutches for a while. Like I had no idea that I was literally bleeding out on the street. My femoral artery was severed, but my default is always to, well, what can I do? What, what's going to be next? Like, how can I maneuver my way through this situation? But I started to realize it was a bit more serious when this lady fainted in front of me and people weren't running over to me. They were walking slowly with this, you know, horrified look on their face. Luckily I had a guardian angel that made a tourniquet on my leg right away. And he saved my life because I, you can bleed out pretty quick when your femoral artery is, artery is severed. 
um, you know, I was rushed to the hospital and put in induced coma because I was literally dying. My vitals were dropping. I mean, my blood, I'd lost so much blood that my organs were shutting down and there was so much pain. And when I woke up and that's when they told me that I had a 1% chance of saving my leg. And, you know, I don't know who bets on 1% chances, but I did because my whole life being an athlete and a dancer, and I didn't realize at the time that it was also running was my medicine. And it was, I ran from a lot of trauma and pain. And so I thought, well, 1% chance, then that, that there's still a chance. I want to take that chance. And that was my glimmer of hope that I hung on to that got me through so many surgeries. And that was one of the most difficult, painful, devastating moments of my life. But I will tell you that it wasn't the darkest moment. The darkest moment was when I tried everything to get out of pain. So as a result of this accident, I was diagnosed with complex regional pain syndrome, which is dubbed the suicide disease. It, there's no known cure and it leaves you in constant pain. So when I had tried everything, I mean, I, at one point I was on 73 homeopathic pills and 11 different prescriptions a day. Um, I'd had a spinal stimulator, spinal blocks, all these things, nothing was working. I started drinking and the darkest time in my life for me was when I went from being this sponsored athlete by and professional dancer and nationally recognized coach to, I was drinking every day. And I think true transformation starts to happen when you can really accept where you are on your journey, when you can take a look at what you're doing in your life that's working for you and what's not working. And so for me, that darkest moment for me was when I thought I am literally killing myself every day. And we talked about the just community and having these rooms and these friends and these connections. It's so important because the thing that I did that changed my life was, well, first of all, I prayed and asked God, please, I need help. Please get me through this. Second of all, I reached out to someone I knew and I admitted that I needed help. And so it was hard. I didn't want people to know I was in pain. I certainly didn't want people to know that I had a problem. But um, I, back in 2016, I got sober and my life started to get better and better and better. And I think that when you're in acceptance for where you are and when you can share your vulnerability, first of all, with someone that you trust and a tribe of people that, that you can lean on, it starts to give you strength and it connects you on a deeper level because everybody in here has gone through something or maybe you're still going through a tough situation but when we can share what we're going through with others that starts to build our resilience because we build connection and i don't feel that we're we're meant to do things alone i feel that we're built for connection and so i think that where I used to think vulnerability was weakness, I've learned that you can be vulnerable and you can still be fierce, that you can turn pain to purpose and that you can turn shame to grace. And it, it's, it all starts with taking a good hard look at yourself and your life and getting really honest with yourself 
and opening up to another person. Love that. Love that. Uh, in just a couple minutes, guys, I want to open up questions. And one of the other things that uh, I want to dive into is, is I know a lot of people in the room want to build their brand and build their stage presence and build their speaking. But I'm curious, Amberly, how, you know, how did you transition into making this your message and making this your, your platform? Um, what did that transition look like? How did you navigate into that? And, uh, you know, Amberly and I, we're also co-hosting, uh, along with my buddy Travis Believes, we're co-hosting a workshop this week. I'm going to post the link up there. It's called Make Your Message Matter, um, because I believe that all of us have stories, and our stories have a ripple effect that the world needs to hear. Stories of our lives, stories of how we got to where we are, and when we play small and we hide, we snuff out the greatness in us, and we snuff out the impact that we're called to have. And, and one of the other things that I see over and over, so I created a process uh, that I think is the most complete process ever created around finding your deepest area of genius. It takes you through unique talents, uh, gathering all the data on your uh, biggest areas of gifts, your, your biggest weaknesses, and then your key relationships, you know, those people that bring you life versus death, and then your values and your passions. But then the third area, or the fourth area is your defining life moments. So this was a defining life moment for Amberly. Uh, these were some ch challenges that came up for her. Her mess became her message, that type deal. And we're going to break that down uh, this week on Thursday. And anyone, the next, actually, it's the next three people that go ahead and save a spot there. What I want to do is a little gift just to celebrate this morning. I want to give you guys a copy of my book. The Genius Within, a copy of Amberly's book, True Grit and Grace, and a copy of another friend of mine's book, The Perfect Week Formula from uh, Craig Ballantyne. So those are the three gifts. So you're going to get like $50 worth of books just for signing up the next three people that sign up. So the link is posted in the chat. But um, I want you to, and we're, we're doing a three-hour workshop on, on how to tell a viral message how to have the mindset and all those things around that. So um, go with if you click the link, you'll see Travis Believes, the number one viral content creator in the world. He's my, one of my other co-hosts with it. But Amberly, how did you transition into making this your message? Like where, where, were there defining moments along the way? Where did you get some of the first opportunities to really talk about this? And, and how did you shift into that next part? Well, thank you. You know, I started having clients of mine ask me if I could share my story of how I overcame so much with their family members, fam family members. And I had people, I started sharing at rehabs and, and clinics and hospital facilities and dress for success. And, and I thought, wow, uh, this feels good to be able to give some people some tips and tools and some hope and a spark of inspiration um, so they don't give up. And so I decided to write a book. And y'all, I'm sharing this with you because if I can do this, anybody can do it. So this is your sign if you want to write a book that this is your time. Start writing. I didn't even own a computer five years ago. I literally wrote like 80 to 90% of my book on a notepad. And 
I didn't know how to do it, but I thought I, this could not have happened for no reason. If I can write a book and just inspire one person to not give up, then it's worth it. Well, it took me about two years to write my book, but I got it published and the publisher said, we, you know, bought a computer by the way too, still. And <laughs> so typed it all up, got a publisher and they said, we don't do any marketing. If you want to get your book out there, if you want to get your message out there, then you have to brand yourself. You have to do it. You have to build it. We don't do social media. We don't do any of that. So I had no social media. I think I had a couple of hundred followers on Instagram and I thought, I don't know how to do this. I was only had my Instagram account because I basically stalked my oldest daughter. And I thought, well, I need to start adding value. I need to start sharing as much as I can. And so every day, and I leave those crappy posts up that I had from when I first started that aren't so good and they don't have very many likes. And <clears throat> I didn't know how to do a caption or hashtags or any of that. And I just, I dedicated time in my schedule every day to put something out there on social media. And I started really getting engagement and connecting with other people who had gone through similar experiences just by being me. It was imperfect. It was messy. It still is most of the time. And I just showed up and stayed true to what my values were and what my intentions were. And my intentions were to give hope to teach people how to be resilient, to teach them that they can still find a life of joy despite, you know, challenges, even if their circumstances had narrowed their possibilities. And so every day it was my goal to eventually, this was back when, you know, you needed 10,000 followers to get a swipe up. And my goal was, okay, I've got a year until my book comes out to get 10,000 followers so I can do a swipe up. And for a year, I didn't ask anybody for anything. I didn't ask somebody to buy anything. I didn't ask somebody to sign up for anything. I was just adding value, adding value, adding value. And then when the year came up, I got invited to go on the Today Show and interview with Megyn Kelly. Kelly. And um, my book became a bestseller. And I think that when you have a book, it does allow you more opportunity to not only share your message, but it opens a lot of doors for you to be on other people's podcasts, like beautiful Tamara. I got to be on her podcast. Um, it, you, you know, it allows you to get on more stages. I've shared the stage with my amazing friend, Alexander, um, and Tamara. Um, and so if you want to get your message out there, sometimes it's kind of scary and it's uncomfortable, but, but the more you do it, you know, the more that you're going to find your audience and find your tribe. And, you know, I will also say that, you know, uh, about, I guess maybe a year ago or something, my, my youngest daughter was like, Oh mom, you are not going to get on TikTok. You're too old for TikTok." And I was like, Oh, then I'm going to get on TikTok. And I posted a video up of, I just, I put my tap shoes on. It was the first time I was able to put my tap shoes on and I could barely get my foot, my deformed foot. I mean, it's all fused and full of metal and I squeezed it in my tap shoe. And my daughter was like, I don't think that tap shoe is going to fit you anymore. I'm like, Oh, it's going to fit. 
and I turned my camera around. I did a tap dance and I posted a video on TikTok saying, this is the first time I've been able to put these shoes on and dance in 10 years. And that video started getting all these views. And I think it's got like over 600,000 views and it wasn't perfect. And, you know, of course I got some people that were like, Ooh, don't show me that leg. Cause it's all scarred up. But because I'm comfortable in my own skin, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> so when you believe in your message, start sharing it with the world. And that is through a book, through social media. Um, but I will say that it really helps when you can share from a scar, not an open wound, because there's going to be people out there that might not necessarily, um, you know, care. Like I've been made fun of because my leg is so scarred up. And if I wasn't comfortable in my own skin and had not done all the healing work and tons of therapy sessions and cried some ugly cries, let me tell you. I think it would have been really hard for me to see those comments, but that is really how I got started. And I still, you know, I know people are like, oh, well, I only spend 10 minutes a day on Instagram. Well, that's not how I was able to build up my Instagram. I spent three hours a day, every day, just building true, genuine connections. And because of that, y'all, I will say that every single book signing across the United States, when my book launched, I sold out of books. And I remember I was at Books and Books in Miami and the owner said, you've already sold out of books. We don't have authors that ever do that. How did you do it? And I said, it's the power of social media because I would post, hey, please come see me and say hello. I wanna hug your neck and people from that city would come. And so it's so important to build those genuine connections and relationships. And, and so it's something that I still um, like to do. I booked my TEDx talk through a DM on Instagram. And so I think it's important to do those things to get your message out there. So I hope that helps. I, I hope that helps you out there. So guys, we're going to do a couple questions before Amberly has to run. And then we're going to talk about resilience the rest of the hour as well and how that's important also for finding your genius. Um, but we've already uh, got the first three giveaways, Bria Key, uh, Brooke uh, Renvek, and Amber Kopzek. <laughs> I'm sorry, your last names are a little tough here. Uh, but you guys win uh, the giveaways for the three extra books for signing up for the Make Your Message Matter Challenge, like Amberly and I and Travis Belize, Emily Lyons, many of you guys know her as well, Kalani, Michelle, we, are so, we really want to help so many people with a power-packed hour or th power-packed three hours of a workshop this Thursday, and then we're doing another one March the 8th, so if you can't make uh, this week's, you can make the next week's. But uh, I, I just want to give away actually five more people, the next five people that also go ahead and save their spot uh, for the Make Your Message Matter event. We're also going to do a two-day workshop uh, or experience in Dallas. Uh, more of that is to come. 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.